Ready? Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 18-6, and we are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Fernando. Every week we hang out and listen to great video game music of the past and the present, all consoles, all generations. We have a good time doing it. Yes, we do. <laughs> Even when we come in at odd, situ- in odd situations, like uh, today I was running a little bit behind. A little bit. Because... Uh, <laughs> I went to the dentist today. Yeah, so tell Tom. Oh, hold on. Tell me about the dentist. Let me turn this music down. So tell me, tell me about the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I, I stand by my belief that they are they have a sadistic tendency to them. I think it's almost a natural born trait. Is it? that they'd have to have in order for them to be successful? Um, though this dentist took mercy on me and he mm. numbed my mouth, but he really numbed it. So the entire right side of my face was numb. Mm-hmm. Got home, didn't want to really do anything because I couldn't eat anything. And fun discovery that most of the world probably already knows. When your tongue is numb, you can't taste anything. Mm. I never realized that that was a factor, but it's true. Oops. Hi. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, like you said, that's like something you don't think about until like you're in it. Where it's like, okay, I went to the dentist. Okay, now I have this pizza. Okay, where's the pizza? Yeah, I was eating the fruits of fruit snacks. Fruit snacks. I was eating fruit snacks. I was like, where's the fruit? <laughs> I can't taste anything. It was driving me nuts. And then I was yeah. like, I forced myself to go to the gym at the last minute because I was already mm-hmm. frustrated from having nothing in my mouth since like 11 a.m. No food yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I got out of there and went to like an overcrowded Wawa with a busted knee. <laughs> and then we got here. And we started interacting with our cool friends and listeners in the chat, and time got away from us. But here we are, me in my dirty shirt, <laughs> and you with your clean hoodie. Yeah, it's very clean. I did have it just dry clean. Also, I ain't, I barely touched it, but I still need to mention it today on the show. There's a game that just came out today called Gato Roboto. That looks awesome. It is awesome. So Gato Roboto is like an, it looks like an, not even old school style. It's, it's like, like Metroid. It's like Metroid, but it's black and white, and you are a cat inside a giant mech suit. And right, but first you're just the cat. But, but but sometimes you have to jump out of the mech suit to do things. It looks awesome. It really is. Like, it looks great. And it's funny because like, what's going on is like the, the guy that piles the ship is stuck in the ship and he's slowly dying because he's trapped and he's like under rubble. So he sends so the cat runs off to try to figure out how to get him off, <laughs> get him out of the ship and save the day. Oh, that's awesome! So it's just weird how like you have to get to the mech to fight things, but if you're out of the mech, you die in one hit. So you have to know when to get in the mech and out. And at first, the cat hates water, but you force him into the water and he gets oh, used to it. Oh, that's cute. But then what is up being funny is the fact that the cat can get in the water, but the mech can't. <laughs> So, and it just ends up being a lot of fun movement and running around. It's a great game. And one more game to mention on mm-hmm. the show. I like mentioning games that aren't popular because they deserve to get noticed. I reviewed a game called Super Cane Magic Zero. Yes, it's a dumb name <laughs> for a game. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. This game is hilarious. Yeah. I'm um, if I remember correctly, a comedian actually was involved in the writing of it, too. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's, it's like dumb funny. Like, you look at something, you read the comic, this is the dumbest thing I've <laughs> ever seen. And then you start laughing because stupid can be funny. Um, but the main, it's like a Diablo-esque game, but you're trying to find the six wizards of Pop-Tarts to stop a <laughs> magic dog from making it rain meteor canines oh, sounds- and chocolate moons 
on the planet. Oh, we have to play this. Is really oh, we have dopey. to play this. Yeah. You're fighting wearables. Or do you mean dope? Oh, wearables. Yeah, like what is that? What do you think of when you hear wearables? Like lunchables? No, but it's close. I'm See, like, this is like the, this is like the level of jokes that we're gonna be on. Right? I thought it was wear tables, like actual furniture, of people turning, running around, eating you, biting you, turning you into like upholstery. But instead, you're act it's actually like wear vegetables, but they call them wear tables. Oh, so you have like giant onions with mallets oh, trying to great. kill you. And uh, there, there needs to be more um, sentient vegetables in video games, like uh, Princess Tomato and the Salad Kingdom. Yeah, we need more love like that. I mean, they, tr they tried with plants versus zombies, but I mean, there was too many zombies as opposed to the number of plants that you could have in the game. But then the Warfare version came up but, and it made me just wish that that uh, was like an actual single player game. But nobody listens to old Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. All right. So before we get started, we need to let our listeners know that this is a Patreon exclusive recorded live show. So it's, it's, it's a regular show, but for our Patreon members, and you can go to Rhythm and patreon.com slash rhythm and patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels and you can support us there and you get access once a month to us recording the show live we do it just it's about every thursday um but yeah it's pretty great we people hang out in the chat we make jokes we say hello we talk about our lives we share stories and it's the best sometimes we even make those stories up <laughs> usually the ones that involve wizards and no, the, the, but, but, but the dentist story was all real Actually, unfortunately, yes, it was. In fact, my face is only just now really starting to denumify. Yeah, it's. It, I'm like, I'm impressed that you're like pulling through here. Trust me, I'm glad it's <laughs> numbing. This is coming down because I don't want to drool over here. Like, ah, I want to come back down <laughs> from this mouth. <laughs> That's pretty much where I would be. Drool uh, over the floor. The dog would be jealous. <laughs> so um, we also should talk about our our live schedule for for 2019. It's the um, Robin Purnell. Um, super tour bus. Not really. That is, we don't even have a bus. We have a car. You know how much gas that would take? It would be the uh, the Impala. We'll jump in the Impala. We jump in the OK Impala. Jump in the OK Impala. All right. So uh, June 21st, you can catch us at Too Many Games. That's the video game expo um, at the Oaks, Pennsylvania. Oaks, Pennsylvania, at the Greater Philadelphia Convention Center. Um, Which is nowhere near Philadelphia. We're nowhere near Philadelphia. It actually feels like when you're driving there, you're in the middle of nowhere. But you get there, and it is—it's probably the coolest video game convention I can like I've been to. It really—I love it. It's—it's—it's it's, it's gotten bigger, but it still feels like small. Yeah, basically, it's packs, but homelier and smaller. If anyone in the chat has been to Magfest and have been to the arcade at Magfest, imagine that level of arcade, a bit smaller. But like it's it's good. It's really good. It's a nice convention. So we'll, if you're near, you should go. So we'll be there Friday night, which is uh, June 21st, Friday night at 7:30 p.m. in panel room two, and we'll be goofing off and getting silly because it's a nighttime show and it's uh, the the first night of the of the con, which is pretty great. All right, and then in uh, July 20th, you can catch us at the Philly Podcast Festival on somewhere on Market Street. We'll just be hanging out, talking to some crazy people. Still trying to come up with a wacky topic. Yeah, so uh, July, June, tw I'm sorry, July, July 20th, Saturday at 4 p.m. I just hit me. It just hit me. Are you able to make it? No, not that. I'll <laughs> figure it out. The The topic can be something related to like partying or beers. Okay. I like that. Party music. Yes. We have party music part two. Yeah. I part, like it. Part do. Part do. No one's ever done that before. <laughs> And, Ever uh, and then uh, the following week, the following Saturday, the twenty seventh is Bit Gen, which I think you're like driving across country just to get to. 
Oh yeah, BitGen Gamer Fest. BitGen Gamer Fest in Baltimore at the Auto Bar, right? Auto mm-hmm. Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you go see the likes of I'm um, probably Chris Baines, maybe Chris Baines. It'd be kind of cool. I know Steel Samurai will be there. Um, yeah. Wazdi, Austin Green is going to be there, kicking out solid. There will be jams. a lot of Master Sword. I think is playing this year. Yeah, Master too. Sword. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bands basically. So, like there's a, and they got a number of new ones that never played there before too. It's two floors. Mm-hmm. And each floor, one floor has like constant bands playing, and the other floor has like a dig, a constant DJs flowing in mm-hmm, and out. Mm-hmm. So you've got music on both floors. They have like a free play arcade. Though fair warning, if you're my height, you're not going yeah, into the free super, play arcade. Super, super low ceiling, all like on a second floor that shouldn't be a second floor. Yeah, it's yeah. good for normal people, but if you're me, forget it. Forget it. Well, we have exceptionally tall listeners. We've done a poll. Um, Facebook, Facebook analytics have come through, and all of our listeners are over six five. That's not no, so I don't, good on you guys. I'm really proud of you. Keep growing. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm asking, Karen, we, should, we really should do a poll. How tall are all of our listeners? How tall are the listeners? Yeah, write us in, rhythm and, uh, rhythm and hotmail.com. Yes, we still use Hotmail. Because well, because it's hot. I'm it hasn't too, cooled off yet. I'm too cheap to get uh, email attached to our domain. <laughs> Who needs it? Who needs it? Um, so this topic is just uh, suggested music from our Patreon subscribers and anything that we like. Does that sound about right? I guess, because I don't know what I like yet. I just know I'm here for the lulls. Yeah. As we've had some really good picks this episode. So I'm and a number from a couple from games I've never played. And I'm here for the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> All five nickels. Oh, also, uh, I Rob see um, our, our Patreon members in the chat right now. I want to give a shout out to Mix Six Master, John Jekyll, he was just on a recent episode of another uh, VGM podcast, the, uh, the the sister podcast to us, the VG Embassy, starring Ed Wilson, and he did a whole episode with John Jekyll about bowling. And I just keep it's really wanting good. to say, ah, uh, guy, I want to say, I keep wanting to say John Jekyll Jingleheimer Schmidt. I'm sure he loves that. I'm, I'm sure I don't he loves I, I, it. No, and I apologize because <laughs> I wager that he, as well as was like, it comes out, but. You know it's not offensive, but at the same time, it's almost like I figure it's the equivalent of like, how tall are you, Pernell? Do you play basketball? Do you ever hit your head on things? How thin is the oxygen up there? Do you feel the rain first when it's coming down? Oh my gosh, it's snowing. Let's just ask Pernell. He's a gargantuan male. Uh, Do you just like walk in a room and say, I am Groot? <laughs> I am gargantuan. <laughs> I am Pernell. <laughs> well, let's get the show started, shall we? Let's do the Let's dance. do that. All right, so I'm going to start with a track. I'm going to start with a track from Chris Murray. This is Everybody's Golf from the game New Everybody's Golf. Even mine? Which I'm pretty sure is the translation. He can correct me. I know he's in the chat room. Um, this is for the PlayStation 4. I could not find a composer because I am bad at that. So this is Everybody's Golf from the game New Everybody's Golf for the PlayStation 4. Composer is unknown.
You're listening to Versus Golf from the game New Everybody's Golf for the PlayStation 4. Composer is unknown. And what game What game should people not play for now? So there's a part in this track that goes... And it reminded me of something, and it kept took me a while, but I remembered. It's the track that's played when you level up the card in the game Monster Mon Piece. That exact same riff plays. Though obviously with a little bit of stuff here and there, but... Never, no one on this listening to the show should ever play it because they, it's, it's awkward. It's an awkward game, but it's that track. I'm, ju- I'm judging you. You should judge I'm, me. I am. I judged myself for playing it. Um, <laughs> but this music track is really good. And fun fact, um, everybody's golf, also known as Hot Shots Golf, for those that are classic only, uh, is a golfing franchise that. It's one of the only golfing franchises that I will gladly play, like hmm. whenever. It's up there with the Camelot Mario golf games and like Those Power Golf game. on the Turbo Graphics, yeah. and that it's a little ridiculous in the form of some of the clubs you can get. Also, Pangy. Pangy is a freaking great golf series. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, yeah. These the music in these games is very good, mm-hmm. as you can clearly tell. Yeah. It is a main draw to me playing them at all. And with this version of Everybody's Golf, they did something a little more different than I remember than they used to do. Which is that you, if I remember correctly, you actually traverse the golf courses, like, physically. Oh, It's see, not just, you know, now you're at this hole. Now it's, let's go to the course, like, so you, on the car. So you take a shot, and then you walk, and then you take a shot again. <laughs> <laughs> just take a shot and end it! Seinfeld reference. Anyway, so so it's like you actually, you actually walk to where your ball is? No, or? I'm not going to go that far, because for all I know, I might be, might be oh, wrong on that part. But right. I mean, like, as far as, like, just the course as a mm-hmm. whole, like... If you're not running a hole, like a set of holes, you are actually exploring the golf courses and walking around and like talking to other characters and stuff. And there's like an online mode where you can play with other oh, people. Oh, okay. That's cool. It's a, honestly, it's a good evolution of golf, and I need to mm. play more of it. It's just sitting on my shelf at home. Well, I, I like I wasn't expecting such like an upbeat tune. Usually with golf games, it's like kind of like jazzy or a little more mellow. Um, I, I, th- I think of what's the Neo Geo one? It's like... Power shots. Neo Masters. Neo Masters. Neo, Neo Turf Masters. Neo Turf Masters. Like that one's a little more higher energy, but it's still super jazzy. Yeah, uh, I feel like honestly, there's elements of this track that like like Crow, Chris Murray himself mm-hmm. said he finds this to be a very golfy track. And I can definitely hear that too. There's elements of it that feel golfy, but then like I said, there's Dan and Dan and Dan, like I, the, the I rocky got, parts are a little bit more I gotta say unexpected. You gotta say something about this track, right? It better not be a diss. And it's not a diss. It's gonna sound like a diss. It's not a diss. Have you ever watched like a home improvement like show like on, on HG? Yeah. No, on HGTV. Yes. Where it's like Where they um, fix up your house and the taxes like, are so high you get you get locked like, out of it. Rob and Prunell are looking to upgrade their bathrooms and so just and such come in and they're like, <laughs> yes! Hey and then there's like a montage of like people like like tearing up the bathroom. What they and, like, don't know is that we're gonna take a sledgehammer and this we're sounds gonna like smash music, up this entire wall. <laughs> this sounds like the music they play behind those montages. <laughs> oh gee. They have a hammer and like people are like So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna go we're Samus and I are gonna go to SR three D eight and we're gonna remodel <laughs> the planet. You see this area here, these bubble-like rocks? They're a very appalling look. They're nice for the game, but not great for the home. So what we're going to do is we're going to deflate all these bubbles. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to replace them with a nice big nice base of stucco and some vinyl siding. Give the, how, the planet a nice homely look. We're going to give that open floor plan that Samus really needs. You know what? Let's get to work. Starting <laughs> missiles at all the walls. <laughs> Oh my god! 
Oh my god. Alright, so yeah, great great pick, Chris. Thank you for the pick. This is a really good track. I really like it. Alright, for now, what did you pick? Well, now I'm just mentally locked into the idea of running around a, a planet launching missiles at the walls to remodel it. Um <laughs> That's a good that's a good idea for a game. I would play it. Yeah, I'd play that too. Well, first track I'm gonna go with is from listener Actually, you know, we'll go start early. We'll go back to my man, Mixix Master. Okay. He picked a track from a game that has actually been on my mind quite a bit lately, yet I haven't played it since the 80s. And that game is Jackal from the NES. Track is referring to stages 2 and 5, and is composed by Atsushi Fujio and Shinya. back you're listening to stages two and five the theme from said stages from the game jackal on the nes composed by asushi fujio and shinya sakamoto submitted by listener mixix master and suffice to say this track is a beastly jam this this is so good this is one of those tracks where when i listened to it to determine if i wanted to pick it for the show or not uh-huh I listened to it in a loop like five times before i was like you know what i think we're gonna pick it okay there's like three or four parts to this one song for this part incredible but like there's like three or four parts to the song and it does that thing that like when it loops it sounds completely different like this the second loop sounds different from the first like it's like suddenly i don't know, like the chord progression like makes you focus more on like on the bass sound onto the second loop so it sounds like a completely different part oh, that's so good and there's something really clever about really, this, really 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 clever like this reminds me i guess i don't think it's one i don't think this was one of the ultra games label titles though i think it's the same like no, yeah, I think it's the same company yeah, overall. Same yeah, but it, Konami. Yeah, but I think it was a, a official Konami. Yeah, published. this wasn't Ultra Games, right? right. Like it has that same vibe of sound because, like, I listen to this and for some reason. I think about Roller Games. So, right. I mean, in fact, I want to go look up and see if Roller Games was done by the same people or not. 
It might have been, like so, musically, I mean. So the NES had some quirks with the sample channel and with the triangle channel, right? So if you start, if you crush samples down, and it can only play back samples at two two bits, <laughs> not even eight bit, that'd be two bits. Um, it can never really get that loud um, because it was crushed so so hard. So a lot of the drums always sound kind of crunchy and kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the bass channel, that the triangle wave. Yes. Like every other channel, like all the the pulse wave channels, you can control the volume and make things like like kind of echo or kind of fade out. You couldn't do that with a triangle wave. It just played. So you couldn't make it louder, you couldn't make it quieter. So in order to make NES tracks sounded more balanced, and you can hear this in a lot of Tim Fallon music. Mm-hmm. I'm getting way too nerdy here. But he would Tell actually us more Robert. Well he would lower <laughs> he in, in this track too, they would lower the volume of the other channels so that everything else sounded louder. So mm-hmm. if you put in like say uh, Battletoads or whatever or Solstice don't put in Battletoads by the way put in Battletoads <laughs> don't listen to it um, you, you would think that the game was too quiet and you would just turn up the volume overall and then it would be like oh well the bass sounds louder in this because you turned up the volume overall oh okay but, but the reality is they just turned everything else down and this track it sounds like the bass is a lot louder but that's because the volume of the other channels are lower but it just sounds it sounds like a cleaner mix it's fuller it sounds balanced this track is awesome it's a beautiful it's so jam. cool. Oh, it's so good. So Mixix Master said, it was a this is a brief testimony, but he still said, I want to read it. He goes, my brother yes. and I used to play this game all the time, and we ended up beating it, which we were ecstatic about when we did. This wait, wait, is, wait. He beat it two-player? Yeah. That's is impressive. That's a beast in yeah. Wow. This track is so awesome, and it's one of those games where I played it very seriously, and this track set the tone for that experience. That is awesome. And he also asked in the chat if we ourselves had ever played this game before. Yes. You've played this heavily? I, I played this a whole lot when I was a kid with my brother, which is why I'm like, oh, okay, that's impressive that you could beat it with somebody because, like, one player, it's still hard, but, like, you can only, you can, you can drive, like, a, you're driving your Jeep, like, in all these different directions, and it's overhead, mm-hmm. but you can only shoot up. <laughs> I think, but you can't, I totally forgot, you could name the gun? I don't think so. I, could, I guess it makes sense that you couldn't because or, there was no real controller option to or, do that. Or, no, I think, I think it was you could only shoot in the direction you were driving. So, that makes sense. And then when you scroll the screen up, it couldn't go back, and it was always scrolling up. Oh, okay. So, like, it, so you would get people, like, so if I was driving and I got my brother caught behind a wall, we'd have to reset the whole game. And in my case... It was an amazing game. <laughs> I played a little bit of it. Like, yeah. I used to play, like, friend's copies. I never owned mm-hmm. it. So I played a little bit. However... What I will say, and this goes directly out to Mixix Master, mm-hmm. is if you have Steam, or I want to say it was on PS3, you have there are two games you really need to look into if you like Jackal. One is called Renegade Ops. It is on the PS3, and I think oh, 360 has it too. But it is truly intended to be a Jackal successor in spirit and mechanics. Not, I don't think it's the same studio, but it doesn't matter. The game is awesome as the Dickens. What's it called again? Renegade Ops. Renegade My Ops. My friend Mike, Mike, listener Mike and I played through the entire game. The entire game in co-op. And it was amazing to do. Hmm. Um, and in a follow-up game, I actually reviewed it like a month or two ago. And this on Steam is called Bugs Must Die. It is another game that is designed by a completely unrelated studio. But they designed it to be a successor to Jackal. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now... They did a really good job. Oh, that's so cool. I love seeing like some of these classic mechanics come back and, and like refined and then like kind of done again in a more 
modern style or with a, with modern hardware. Like imagine Jackal, mm-hmm. but you could actually customize your loadout with stuff you That's earn throughout awesome. the game. I like that. And there's like submissions you can take on the levels you go to. So you might you might find a base you can find a secret entrance to, blast it open and go in. There's a secret boss in there uh, to fight. This game does all that kind of that stuff. That sounds awesome. It's really good. And honestly, to hear like this Jackal submission, both in excellent sound execution mm-hmm. and just the name itself. Given my recent obsession with returning to this style of gameplay, which I feel is extremely under under you know appreciated or under touched, mm. it it does something to me. It's mm. good. It's good, and this was a stellar <laughs> suggestion, man. Yeah, good suggestion, Nick Six Master. All right, so we're going to our next track. This is from Stephen Miller, and I love this. I love the music from this game. This is from Near Automata mm-hmm. or Automata. And um, I, this is a uh, hacking number 16. So all of the hacking parts of the game are actually like like song music from the game, but then like done in like kind of an 8-bit chippy style so that it, when you go into the hacking mini game, like it goes seamlessly, which I think is super clever. I really need to play this game. This is co-op it. hacking number 16, Weight of the World. And I think Weight of the World is a theme of the game. This is from the game Near Automata Composed 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 by Keiichi Okabe
This is The Weight of the World, hacking number 16 from the game Near Automata, composed by Keiichi Okabe and chosen by Stephen Miller. And Stephen Miller would like to say, I am a huge fan of how, during the hacking minigame of Near Automata, the music sort of transforms into a chiptune version of whatever song is playing at the time. This one in particular plays near the end of the game and is a chiptune version of the main vocal melody that plays throughout the game. It doesn't mean as much without context, but I still feel this version sounds pretty good. I hope you enjoy. I enjoy. Spoiler alert! We enjoyed it very much! <laughs> yeah. Um, I do know that there's um, actually a lot of spoilers within the music, in the context of the music. Um, well, honestly, I feel like we need to play it to get the spoiler here, because as I listen to this, don't get me wrong, as amazing as this sounds, I am, I am hard-pressed to figure out the vibe I'm supposed to get for hacking a robot or hacking a door to this tune because I don't feel pressure. I feel relaxed. Like, I want to take my sweet time hacking. I don't think it's always supposed to be pressure. I feel like, because there's a lot of, like, really, like, thematic lyrical music that plays throughout the game, even during, like, action sequences. Mm -hmm. And so, like, during an action sequence, you would go into this separate mode and would actually, like, fade into the separate mode. But then music continues, but it plays this version of the song instead of like the actual version and actually a lot of the music in in near automata as i understand it is um uh, what's the word it's like it's like pieced together so like you move into like one section and like it swells and then like there's vocals and you move into another section and it kind of calms down and there's less instrumentation it's uh it's pretty cool it's it's something i would i really want to try playing i did hear that um, to really get the full story and effect of the game, you have to play it multiple, multiple times. endings. There's because, like alphabetized endings. Yeah, because there's all you play through all the different character stories, and they kind of go back on top of each other and 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 inter- intertwine. I feel Which, like I want to. Like, this is one of those games where I could, mm-hmm. if I just went home and said, "I'm going to play you," I could just pop it in. You're probably like, "Bro, I didn't sleep for two days. I finished the game." Oh, that happened. Yeah, that happened last night actually. Oh, what'd you play? Fun fact: Why I'm still really out of sorts. Mm-hmm. So, um. I got a review code for the game Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Which is a game that numerous listeners, most particularly Stephen Miller... Yeah, I saw you post about it on Facebook, and I was like, what's Slay the Spire? I don't know, I gotta get back to work. (laughs) Slay the Spire, like, I wanted to play, and I was waiting for it to come to console, and it finally did, and I decided to give it a shot during this run. And I just wanted to originally just start out to see, what is this game like before, you know, going to bed and putting more time to, like, on Sunday or something. But I didn't get to bed till 2 2 a.m., I played it for like five hours mm-hmm. straight, and it's a very simple, simple game. You are a guy or a woman, depending on what character you pick at the start, Okay. and uh, you are trying to ascend a tower. You pick a location that you want, a, a path you want to start on, and you just go up, and each room in the tower can be a monster, a merchant, or a random event. I like, mm-hmm. think like a D&D, you've come across a chest, but there's a tentacle sticking out. Um, that sort of thing. <laughs> okay. And um, battles are done with cards, you know. You have a deck of cards. starts out really small. It's like and a, the cards have different effects. It's like a deck builder? Sort of. Like, like but a deck building like, But don't game? think of like a deck builder like, like I said, Yu-Gi-Oh, where you already top aside like 40 cards and like, crap, I got to shed but cards. But like and, a deck builder like... Think like Aeon's End type deck builder where you start like, with like five like or Ascension seven. Like Ascension or something where you're like, you're, you're, yeah, like you start with like seven or eight then you build them up and buy them as you go. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. And it is addictive. Like, I was sitting there getting my cards going. I started seeing like, synergy between certain cards. Oh, man. You get to a point where you have to, every time you find a campfire in a dungeon run, you can either rest to get hit points back, or you can 
you use a blacksmith to upgrade a card. And wanting to see what the upgraded version is for all the cards, again, very addictive. I I had some things going in that path, man. I'm telling you, I had a rampaging ironclad. It was glorious. This isn't even the actual review of the game. I'm just <laughs> I'm reviewing it in advance. You just really liked it. And it is really yeah, it good. Sounds like, it sounds like it's got everything that you like. You know what I mean? Like it's got like the the, the, the cards kind of board gamey gameplay mm-hmm. with a bunch of other stuff and oh, that sounds cool between this and for the king i'm mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. I, there are too many good games people so i was on vacation so i didn't get a chance to play a whole lot so i'll, I'll give two recommendations at this point in the show um before i left for vacation i finished the game just shapes and beats for the it was on the playstation 4 but it's also on the switch and it's on i think steam with music by uh Chib- Chibi Chibi Tech Chibi Tech and Danimal Cannon and it's really good it's really 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 good and I finished the story mode and I'm working my way through I will be working my way through the um, the challenges in that game but yeah so if you like music set to insane gameplay that's just it's essentially to dodge them up it's like a shoot them up without the shooting it's just dodge them up um, it's really good it's a lot of fun the story mode's really funny it's really cute play that and then on vacation on ios i play a game called alpha bears which is alpha bears alpha bears yeah it's like a really cute word game about cereal no about bears in cereal it should should be i think there's a bear that eats cereal there's different types of bears there's a cereal bear there's gotta be a cereal bear is there a soup bear no but there's a car bear there's a car bear and there's a is there a truck bear well anyway so you're a gremlin bear (laughs) There's a gremlin bear. There is a gremlin bear. So each bear gives you powers. Like one bear, um, like the super cool bear, will give you like bonuses for ending words with the letter S and making them plural. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> Basically, the easiest bonus to get in the game. Yeah, apples. It, it is. But one of them is the um, is a skeleton bear. And when you activate his power, he creates extra X's around the board, which give you like our X's are more points. So he doesn't remove the skin from all the letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was what I expected Skeleton Bear to do. I just want to hear the, the I just want to hear the letters like scream in terror. It's a very <laughs> it's a very violent game. Um, they're trying to get it pulled from iOS <laughs> App Store. Um, oh, Netrunner, yeah. Um, I do own Netrunner. I've only played it twice with my nephew, who's way too good at games and destroyed me. But yeah, we still have that. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, so those two games are great. I'm looking forward to getting into um, the games that Rob should play because I owe Purnell money for not playing them. Dang right you do. <laughs> Get some games played. <laughs> All right. All right, Purnell. I'll talk more about uh, my vacation soon, but we need to go on our next track. Purnell. All right, so. What you got? Or who, who do you have? Who did you play? All right, so my next track is going to be from listener OK Impala. OK Impala. This track is from the game called Baroque, and the track's title is called Hold Baroque Inside. And surprisingly, I learned this because of him. <laughs> um, this tr- game was released on the Sega Saturn. I yeah, never I knew thought, that. I thought it was only the Wii, but I didn't, not until I did the research, I didn't know who the composer was. Until now, and it is Masaharu Iwata. Holy pickles. Yeah, it's going to be good. So here we go. Hold Baroque inside.
The stars are falling from the sky. It's pandemonium out there, people. Hold your broken side nice and close. <laughs> That's what love is. <laughs> Holding your broken side. All the people in the We're world. We're safe. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was waiting for the rest of it. Like, all the people in the world. Hold your broken side. This is the game Baroque track title. Well, you know what it's called now, I hope. Hold broken side. Suggested by OK Impala for the Saturn and Wii and possibly even PS2. Memory will lose me. Mm-hmm. And it was composed by Masaharu Iwata. Yet another game that I bought because I thought it would become scarce, but then never got around to playing it. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is that as a macabre roguelike game, where you're kind of like running around like a tower, and I feel like I recall your main character losing body parts for skills or something weird. Oh, like that's that. crazy. It's a weird game. Cool. Um, but the music definitely sets the tone in the sense that this is the kind of music I would have expected from an Atlas game back in that time frame, which this was an Atlas published game. Um, so, uh, Masaharu Iwata is one half of the group that's normally, that's modernly known as Basescape. Um, the other half is Hitoshi Sakimoto of the famed soundtracks Ogre Battle. Mm-hmm. This is pretty great. So, God, I want to get back to Ogre Battle. Never got past stage ten. Though. I couldn't work those octopi. <laughs> so uh, last week I was in Tennessee. Uh, me, me and Tennessee. My, my wife Christy and I we drove down. We drove to Memphis from the East Coast. They did not eat peanut butter and banana sandwiches like somehow. No, I gotta tell you, we got down there, um, and we went immediately to bed because that's six, sixteen hours in a car is my limit now. Uh, we woke up and we're like, "What do you want to do?" Uh, like, you know, we're in Memphis. We should go see Graceland, right? It costs so much money to go into just a view to Gra- go into Graceland. Yeah, to go into Graceland. And there's like, and there's you spend like twenty five dollars, and you can see his like cars and his planes. You spend this much money, and you can see, you get like a guided tour to see his jumpsuit. It was going to be like a hundred and eighty some dollars just to see an old man's drawers. Yeah, and I gotta tell you. I'm not that big of an Elvis fan. Even if I was, I'm not paying that much to see somebody's underwear in a glass <laughs> case. Forget that. So, um, like, you want to see Hitoshi Sakamoto's fingernail collection? It's here, man. Fifty yen, or it's like maybe like more like five thousand yen. Yeah, five thousand. Five thousand yen. You can see his old fingernails. If you're, play, if you're playing Shenmue, it's like, um, it's like, oh, fingernails, five hundred yen. No, I don't think I'll take that. I don't that. think I'll take oh, that. Oh, fingernails, 500 yen. Damn it, I played press A again. Um, so no, we had we had a um, we had a really good time. Uh, we ended up napping a whole lot. We would just like wake up, and then like we look for stuff to do, and then we come back and just be like, okay, we're just gonna read for a little while, and then we'll go back out again. We just fall asleep. <laughs> we're getting older, folks. But um, I gotta thank you because you came and checked in on the cats. Those cats are hilarious. Um, well, most specifically, Archie. Archie's hilarious. And then, um, and then you also picked up our dog while we were out of driving home, which we both really appreciate. He's a- Elvis is awesome, by the way. Except so, he'll eat everyone that's not on the show. So if you turn around, we both picked out a gift for you, and it's right behind you. Wait, what? It's been behind you this whole time. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Holy! Wow, it's a freaking boost bitch. It's the it's a it's like a little rug. It's a boo. It's a shy boo cross stitch. It's like a it's like a or a crochet. It's like a rug. It's like a latch latch hook rug or something. That is awesome. 
I can't put it at the front of the door because it would get nasty with the rain, but I'd find a place. It's really nice. So we um we found like the only comic book shop in Memphis. <laughs> we went in there and we were like, and that was there? Yeah, that, we had a whole bunch of cool stuff, and so we picked that up for you. I do like me some booze, and it's very fitting with Mario Maker 2 on the horizon as well. Oh, man. Elvis is awesome, too. My little buddy. Though, for the record, he eats better than me and probably you. Yeah. This dog eats gourmet. Well, he's 17 years old now. It's funny. We just, we, I, I let off this whole section talking about how I'm not a big Elvis fan, but we named, well, our dog's name was Elvis already. So, um, no, his name was King. We named him Elvis. No, his name was Elvis King. No, his name was just King. Why'd you name him Elvis then? Be- but didn't go to Graceland. Because, like, he was the king, so we called him Elvis. And then that's, that's what stuck us, because King just didn't sound like a good name for a dog. And, oh, trust me, it's a terrible name for a dog, but <laughs> Elvis, and they get to, now I'm like, I can't knock you for that. I said I wouldn't go see Sakamoto Nails, and you didn't go see Elvis Draws. I think it balances out. Well, Christy and I both really appreciate it. Man, don't mention it. Don't mention it, man. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. And we also saw Endgame. Finally saw that the new Avengers movie. So. Dude, can you believe these knuckleheads missed every spoiler? Yeah. That's I, been dropping for... No, Chris, uh, Christy knew. Christy knew. She did. But she was really, she's really good about like not telling me. She'll always be like, "Did she do the fake out?" Like, no, no, oh my god! No, she'll just, she does this thing where she looks at me. She's like, "I know something. I know <laughs> something." And I'm like, "Don't tell me. I'd, I'd like to be surprised." She's like, "I know." Um, but I wasn't like this movie didn't. It wasn't exciting. It was fun. There's a lot going on. It was all right. Maybe it was just because there's a lot of hype around it. I'm not going to get into Endgame. <laughs> um, Chris Peterson says you could have seen Elvis at home. Why even bother spending the money? <laughs> I will say, if, if you do go to Memphis, go to the Civil Rights Museum. It's incredible. It's super good. It's oh. incredibly powerful. It's, it's really, 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 really well done. Um, okay. And that was... End scene. End scene. Didn't really go to Memphis at all. <laughs> <laughs> he actually just took his car and drove around the block for three weeks. Or for a whole week. <laughs> for a whole week. No, we had, we had a good time. All right, so I'm going to pick a track. Uh, who did I not pick from? I did not pick from Wicked Sephiroth. Wicked Sephiroth chose for the show a game called The Theme, Cloud of Darkness. This is the World of Darkness final boss from the game Final Fantasy XIV. Composed by Masayoshi Soken. Let's go.
was a solid block of audio, Purnell. <laughs> I am impressed. I was gunning for that. And this is the Cloud of Darkness theme, World of Darkness Final Boss from the game Final Fantasy XIV, composed by Masayoshi Soken. This is com- this is chosen by Wicked Sephiroth. I hope I have the right track. One thing worth mentioning. Pretty sure I do. You, he would have told you if you didn't. Oh, trust is, he, him. is he in the chat? Yeah. Okay, good. And he actually made an interesting point, which I didn't even realize. I've never beaten the game, mm-hmm. so this track is a remix of the final boss theme from the original Final Fantasy III, not six. Um, oh, okay. The, the, the NES or, yep. fa- or Famicom. The Onion Knights. Oh, neat. So like, I, I've never gotten through that game. In fact, I need. I, that's one of the oh. games I need to go back and play. So, so I would have never caught. This. We could say that it's. Um, composed by Nobuo Uematsu, and then it's arranged by Masayoshi Soken. Give him Mats. Give it to Yoshi. Give it. Give it to Yoshi. Give it to Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's exciting. I, I'm. I gotta say, I saw I saw the the trailers for the new Super Mario Maker two. Yes. And now I'm thinking like I need to get a Switch. About freaking time. The Switch that, that's is m- the beast monger Mario- of consoles right now. I was always super interested in Mario Maker. It just seems so neat. And now the new one has the multiplayer, which is awesome and sucks at the same time. What do you it, mean? Because you can't play with specific friends. You can only play with Randalls. Are you sure? I am positive. They released a statement. That's kind saying, of well, you can do I, local, I think, right? I think you can do couch. I think you can do couch. Well, couch is good enough then. All right, yeah, that's still. Oh my gosh! But right. um, yeah, I, I'm excited because there's a lot of cool mechanics, and I've always wanted to try and make the Mario levels like with, with with the tools they give you. And I'm too lazy to. I end up just making a bunch of question blocks that just fill the stage, and you just like break ones like <laughs> like powers all over the place that do nothing. I'm very lazy when it comes to, like creative stage design. Mm. But I've uh, never been that guy. I'm yeah. like, I like breaking people's stages, but I'm not good at creating them. So, yeah, so I'm interested in the Switch, but I'm also not interested in spending money. So who knows when it'll happen? Persona 5. Persona 5 will happen before the Switch happens, for now. Which means neither will ever happen. <laughs> you owe me money! <laughs> I'll be, like, be at like, my retirement party. Like, Rob, you've worked at this job for so many years, and you know, you've so many, so many life accomplishments, and... Um, you know, we're, we're here to raise a glass to you. And hey, where'd Rob go? He's in the other room playing Persona Five. Press start to play. Finally, I finally jury rigged this ancient nineteen, like, this ancient two thousand nineteen uh, television. I can't. Uh, where's Game Facts? I need to figure out how to beat this game. Well, now it just pipes right into your retina. So, good luck with that. It's something about like, like game walkthroughs for older games get harder and harder to find. No, no, but game FAQs is all still there. Still there. There's a the FAQ I used for Persona One is the exact same one, mind you, is still on Game FAQs to this very day. I started browsing through uh, the Final Fantasy X wiki because there were some things that like I kind of knew but never really like fully explored, like some of the some of the um, the limit breaks for like Waka and stuff like that. Or I never got all the all the ultimate weapons, so I was looking. I was just browsing through that, and I was like, oh, that's nice that it's all someplace. That's kind of cool. Oh, here's a question. I, I got a question in regards to like how this because it's related to this track in a sense. Okay. Have you ever played an MMO? Like aside from aside from, cause I know you're gonna say it. Aside from PSO, uh, Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, I think it's the only one I've ever played. I've only ever played that and Puzzle Pirates for the ah. PC. 
Yeah, cause the reason why I wanted to say, aside from PSO, because one, I knew you were going to say PSO. Oh, I never played Final Fantasy XI. I never played World of Warcraft. I never played EverQuest. I never played Second Life. It's, it's weird. Like, to me, there's something to have, to have tried one. Like, I don't think I could personally bring myself to go back. You tried World of Warcraft, right? Oh, I bought it the day it came out. <laughs> I played it for, uh, say, half a year. Okay. Or so. Uh-huh. And it was about 600 hours I spent in that half a year. So that was a lot of time in one game playing it. I was obsessed with it. I just eventually stopped because my guild out-leveled me and they abandoned me and left me to fence myself in the desert against Morlocks. You know what, though? I think for a horse. That sounds like my experience with Fantasy Star Online, so it's probably about the same. Yeah. But before that happened... And this is something that I feel like MMOs, only MMOs can truly get right. Mm-hmm. It's that sense of just a living world of people running around being stupid. <laughs> you go to a town and it's just overpopulated with yeah. people fighting to get to the it's counter true. at the store. It's like real life. Where you, except at least you can at least cut in line because the store clerk can somehow magically serve everyone at once. So there's, there's a Star Wars, or there was a Star Wars MMO that was really popular for a while. And I think they finally shut it down, but like... Like, it was crazy where, like, you could be, like, a, it took for, like, you couldn't just start out as a Jedi. You had to go out and, like, like train and, like, level up to a certain spot. Or you could, like, be, a like, a, like a space, like, a pirate-type person and go and just, just you do. You could be a space pirate-type person. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a space pirate? It's, yeah, but, like, kind of. <laughs> I mean, what else could it be? I mean, like, it, your options were really open. You could, like, be trading. You could be, like, attacking other players. But, like, there was a whole... Do you whole, attack like, them and steal their stuff? Absolutely. Do you do it in space? In, in space, absolutely. You're a space pirate. Type, a type of space pirate. That's all you are. So, is Han Solo a pirate? Is yes. Ha- is Han Solo a pirate? Actually, I think he's a smuggler, actually, isn't he? <laughs> he's a smuggler. Come on. Which may as well be a pirate. He doesn't want to say pirate because yeah. people would have been like, well, actually, you can't really be a pirate in space. You have to be a seafaring pirate. Like, no, actually, you can be a space pirate. Well, actually, in the original Star Wars, <laughs> he was a type of space pirate. <laughs> a particular type. <laughs> oh, that voice will never get old. It'll I never swear. get old. And I don't care who has to listen to it. It's a great voice. All right. Uh, what's your last track? All right. So. Oh, here we go. All right. Here we go. Zimbala Bala. I actually brought a track from the EB Electric Boogaloo. In fun fact, this is, he was like, he was, when he submitted it, he actually said, don't make it the end episode track. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad. But, <laughs> and funny enough, it actually is a track that I liked enough. I, well, even if, I, even if it's the end track, it's still a good track. That's why we pick it. But I wanted to take him up on his wish. This is in the episode proper. And this track is from the game Motor Tune Grand Prix. Never heard of this. I loosely did. I saw a cover art for it at the huh. store, but I never wanted to take the plunge to buy it. Sounds like it could be uh, like a type of kart racer. <laughs> it is a kart racer. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute, though. Okay. The track title is called Tune Village, mm-hmm. and I guess it's also used in the Snow Village stage. It's for the PlayStation 1, and it's composed by Seiji Toda and Hidea Nagata.
Snow Village, whichever your preference, from the game Motortune Grand Prix, composed by Seiji Toda and Hidea Nagata for the PlayStation 1, submitted by listener EB Electric Boogaloo. So, I never played this game, but I did see it on the shelf regularly at Electron. Sorry, Walden Software. Well, so it was what, that long ago. So this, so this game really wasn't like it wasn't being it wasn't moving like it wasn't. Well, you got to figure it like this. It's for the same reason why. Well, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm in the minority in this case at least. But mm. it's the same reason I never played Crash Team Racing is. Uh, and there was a period where it was just there were so many games that were trying to get that you know that cartoon cart money you know because it was a popular genre even back then. Everybody wanted a piece of the pie. It was a game like Garfield Racing, and you know, that's crazy. Nonsense. Actually, when after the um, uh, Super Mario Kart on the Super NES came out, there were tons of clones on the PC that were kart racing games done in that same style with like cartoony characters. Mm-hmm. And then they did it again on the N sixty four, and more followed. And it's like it's still awesome. So all these there are more more like clones and like games in that style like it created its own genre really yeah Mario yeah. Kart officially created the kart racing genre of game like before we had first person shooters we just had games that we used to call Doom clones because they were just we just felt like they were clones of Doom that is true we didn't even call them FPSs back then no 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 and it's like we had, this we had game, to come up with our own our own language <laughs> and this game was one of the many kart racers back then. Mm. So I'd see on the shelf, and I was like, this could be interesting, but I'm like, our money is limited, and there's another RPG waiting to be picked up, which is kind of hypocritical when you really think about it. <laughs> I don't want another kart racer. I want to get another RPG instead. Well, but, yeah, that's, that's that's where your interests were. I mean, still are, right? Yeah, well, just sure. about, close to it. It's still, I think, my top genre of choice at this day and age. I mean, I've seen like a lot, we've seen a lot of like revivals of different like game types like platformers and Metroidvanias and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see a revival of kart racers? We kind of already are, though they're not covered in the same vein. So, like for example, we got Crash, we got the Crash Team Racing reboot coming out next month. Well, mm-hmm. I guess technically this month at, when this episode releases. Um, we have Mario Kart 8 still getting fanfare in play. We just had the Sonic racing game. Even though they're driving cars, oh, let's be real. Right. It's yeah. technically kart racing. It's, it's kart just, racing. Yeah. We want to give yeah. it Sonic love. Um, but kart racing hasn't gone anywhere. It's what? just they've, they've reduced the releases, and everyone that does come out is just a very polished game. Except there are some wacky ones that you just never heard of. Like There's one called All-Star Fruit Racing. Oh, that sounds great. Everyone drives fruit and attacks with fruit. Are we, are we back to our original discussion about having more games with fruit and vegetables in them? Oh, yeah. All <laughs> kinds of healthiness going on. That sounds it's good. It's amazing. I love it. And this game, though, admittedly, I would like to see this come back in a present-day design mm-hmm. with present-day graphical quality and such because mm. when I looked up footage of this game, it had all the traditional tropes of like PS1 like 3D, which is like screen tearing and like lost textures and the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... They had a lot of personality. You know, the cars, when they were driving, they would actually bop like they were animated. You know, one of my, my favorite cars that I came across was like the Penguin Brothers. It was like two like snarky looking penguins driving like a roadster. Oh, that's cool. You know, like, it's a, it's, I mean, like there was quality here. There was quality <laughs> under the hood. Um, <laughs> under the hood. I had to You're, you're off the team. I, I know, I know. You're I was, the- I am the weakest chuckler. Get in your co-kart. <laughs> And eat some mushrooms. <laughs> Hit the mushroom tree. Oh man! Well, but, yeah. Well, yeah, like I would like cool. to see this come back with I, more love and more flavor. I want to explore the soundtrack a little bit more. Um, Electric Boogaloo has an incredible 
ear for this stuff. I'm not sure if he's constantly exploring soundtracks or if he's um I gotta mention this by the way. If he's got like a library of music like in his head that he's like just constantly pulling stuff out. What, what's that? Random thought that just came up because Wicked Sephiroth goes, the new Doom is phenomenal, which I'll admit I need to go back and play more of the new Doom because it's me we're talking about here. But I will say that if you liked Doom, you should try Rage 2. The reason why I say that is because while it's not Doom, you're not on an alien planet fighting monsters, it does use a lot of the awesome aspects of the Doom combat system, like how I want you to play aggressively. Yeah. And a number of the weapons are just pretty wacky guns. Yeah, the tactics are forcing you towards just just run at everybody and take them all out. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the the resource you use to upgrade your guns, you get it when you kill guys, but it doesn't stick around long. So if you're the type of person that likes to just hang off for cover in the back and just pick guys off, you'll never get resources to upgrade your guns. So you have to be in the thick of it while playing smart. It's a little dicey, especially on hard mode like I typically play. But it's if basically I just wanted to mention that since he saw he said that he thought Wicked Sephiroth thought that the new Doom is a great game. Uh, so if you're into that, Rage Two. Rage Two would be a good follow up to that if Pretty you're cool. looking for more Doom action. Huh. Well, um, it is getting a little. It's not getting late, but I am fading out. So I'm going to fade this track down, and we're going to get into the part of the show that we call the bonus round. Bonus round. It's the bonus round. Yeah. Oh, Far Cry 4. The bonus round is the part of Far Cry 4. <laughs> it's the part of Far Cry 4 where you go out and liberate your favorite games and remixes and covers from the four. evil Taliban armies of the island of Sakatoshio. No, that's Far Cry 4. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, actually, though, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. And I was very bad and did not do that. And instead, picked another track from our friend Chris Murray. Well, the man submitted some awesome tunes. I, I, I don't think you picked it, but I almost kind of wish you picked the track from uh, Trails of Cold Steel because that battle theme oh, is pretty sweet. I did not because he also sent us a track from the game Dead Cells. Oh, a game I, about batteries. A game about, like, you're just you're trying to change the TV with, with your remote and it doesn't work, and it's got dead cells. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You'll I, be here for the next three hours, everybody. <laughs> And I, um, I'd like to uh, announce my retirement from the world of comedy podcasting. <laughs> Never again. And I'll start on my career at NPR. All right, now, uh, this is a track from Dead Cells. It's called Formerly Known as Assassin. This is on the Switch and the PS4, and it's composed by Yoan Lowlin. Yoan Lowlin! Yoan! And this is picked by Chris Murray. <laughs> What's up? Thank you. Thank you. 
was formerly known as Assassin from the game Dead Cells, composed by Yoan Lallin, and this was chosen by Chris Murray. Uh, Chris Murray picked a bunch of tracks from games he's just currently playing right now and that he's really into. It definitely showed that Chris Murray has great taste in games because pretty much every game he lists is like, I like that game, I like that game, I like that game too. Yeah. See, I'm, he's I, I, I gotta... I'm playing that game right now! I gotta aspire to be more like Chris Murray, to play more games. You gotta play games! <laughs> you just have to play games. I know. I, I, uh, I, I got... I know. There's, a, there's, a, there's an online uh, DDR tournament I'm entering, and so that's all... It's, I, I guess, not, not just a tournament. I have to train for it because Wait, it's why? like it's like marathon level. Oh, so like one of those like level eighteen tracks that just plays for three hours. Yeah, it just goes on. Why do they do that? So then you you finish it, and based on the steps you've completed and and all the modifications you put on the track, you earn experience points, and you can spend gold that you burned for like items to use on the next track. It's pretty cool. They've actually updated. They got the, very elaborate. They've updated the themes to have um, QR codes at the end of your track. You can just scan it with your phone, and it gets into their system. Huh. Yeah, they've they've. That's the only reason I'm like, oh, that's, I'll try this now. Anyway, that's DDR. This is Dead Cells, and I want to play Dead Cells because it's it has a DDR mode. Has a, I could play it with my feet. You could. I play Crypto Nectar Dancer with my feet. Might not be very good at it because I only have four buttons on that pad, but I could get pretty. F- I could dodge. Maybe. Yeah, you'd be, because well, once you get to a room that made you kill guys to progress, you'd be kind of screwed. <laughs> I'm be, uh, or like jump. A, like a VR helmet with like the hand things and jumping on my pad. <laughs> um, no, that was a good pick. I, I really like the the crazy dramatic music. It makes me really interested and curious. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of ga- I haven't seen a lot of gameplay of this game. I just know that I'm going to enjoy it. If I brought the card, I'd show you before I left. All right, so what's the track that you picked? So... Soulless Sanctuary hit me with a pretty slick one that I almost didn't listen to because I felt it would spoil the game for me. Mm. Even though I admit, I don't know when the heck I'm ever going to get to this game because I'm like three games behind in the franchise, but I still own them. So that track is from the game Etrian Odyssey Nexus. And apparently this is a remix that the original composer Yuzo Koshiro did for the track. Yes. And the track title itself is called Termult the Slaughtered. And this is like a like a Sega Genesis version of that track, and he put up on his his personal YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like Yusuke Koshiro, like because he's not just really proud of his work in the past, but like he's doing new stuff and he's exploring like what he can do now with the old hardware and then what he with with his new um, uh, skills, you know, things that he's learned. It's it's it's, it's cool. He does I like, it well. I like to see artists, um, you know, trying new things. So yeah, let's listen.
Oh, baby. Oh, boy. That was a gym. That was When that guitar kicked in, that was the best. What the heck are we talking about? We're talking about Termult the Slaughtered. Man, that just sounds brutal. From the game Etrian Odyssey Nexus. This is a remix of that track. Composed by the man who also composed the original, Yuzo Koshiro, and submitted by listeners Soulless Sanctuary. This is Peach. This is a peachy, keen, Rooney keen, bees knees yes. selection. It's got so other many cool, good nice words. It's got the drum fills. It's got the guitar. It's got the cool solos. Even the ending. It it's gets, got the turmoil. It's got the turmoil. <laughs> That's probably it's, it's turn it up. It's got that thing at the end. Or it goes da ding da ding. It sounds like a high fantasy, but like eighties like fantasy movie. Like it's it's cool. I, that that hits a spot. It's amazing, honestly. The Etrian Odyssey games, they don't change like pretty much at all. Like they look nicer, and you get new character types, which means they get new skills. But ultimately, the core mechanic never changes. And yet, by that same token, if I'm not overly inundated with stuff, mm. I could easily just play these ad nauseum. Like because they're 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 boiled, their dungeon crawler boiled down to like their purest essence, and they're peachy keen. I, <laughs> I just feel like I have an excuse to say peachy keen, so I'm yeah. just going to keep exploiting it. It's just peachy. It's a j- jinkies. <laughs> Zoinks even. Talk, we're talking about this kitchen. <laughs> I wonder if um, I wonder if we're on that much of a delay. <laughs> no, I think everyone's just like obsessed with the thought of the game Skitchen now. Yeah, so the guitar came in and reminded me of Skitchen and... Uh, Cracked Pernell up for a minute there. I fun fact. Uh, yeah. I I adored <laughs> Skitchen back in the day. I'm not oh, sure a, if, if the general public mocked it or what. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous, but it's a cool game. It made me want to do it, which is very <laughs> scary because it is not safe at all. Like the idea <laughs> oh, behind Skitching. Like, oh, it's awful. The worst idea. Sixty mile an hour car. Can your <laughs> can your roller skate wheels actually keep up? Probably not. Oh my god. Um. But I always wanted to. I think the closest I ever got was I did try to like take like a cardboard box and like ride on it because <laughs> I have a darn skateboard or roller skates. My feet were too big for skates. Mm. Um, but I did try to like see, okay, this, let's see if this cardboard box will slide across the ground. You know what ended up happening? I didn't make it past like 15 miles an hour. It was <laughs> terrible. Cardboard box. Cardboard box surfing. <laughs> I, yeah. I did that when we, um, I couldn't find my sled after it snowed. And so I got like a cardboard box to try to jump on it and like <laughs> <laughs> jump, jump the jump down the the hill, and of course it didn't really move. So you you, you jump on the hill onto the box, and you think that the box is going to keep sliding down the hill, but instead you just <laughs> fall straight over Oof. into your face. But yeah, you're a kid, you know. Got a question that makes me think. Did Skitchen, the game design idea, mm-hmm. did it come from an actual thing they did in California? Because it would have had to be in California. I'm sure people have done silly. Nah, I mean, but, back, people, but back to the future. But there's people that they're Skitchen and Back to the Future. Yeah, but he had a hoverboard, which no, kind of changes no, things. I was right, the first one he did use this. He did Skitch originally. Yeah, he took, like, he took the kid's scooter. Yeah. Wow, gnarly dude. But um, oh god, I can't believe I just did that. But. <laughs> Hey, like you are right about it. He did do it in that movie, but I feel like that was more about him trying to get away from guys, not I want to do this for fun. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like we're is there like a group of like, it's people? cooler because because he was doing it for like pleasure, not for like escaping yeah, baddies. Right? Yeah, because I mean the game Skitchin was people doing it to win money in a contest right, that yeah. some psycho put on for kids that are injured themselves. It's it's a cool. I mean, 
have I played? I, I get it. Make it my my mind. I get it mixed up with Road Rash. Uh, but yeah, well, the same vein. EA did both games franchises, right. and Sketching was almost an offshoot of Road. It pretty much was an offshoot of Road Rash. I honestly preferred Skitchin to Road Rash. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. Um, and I regret that it didn't make it beyond its initial you never, point. You never got a Skitchin 2? Skitch harder? We should have. <laughs> because, again, it was to me, it was the better game. Skitchin 3, The Alien Wars. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been great. You, you, had to, you ran a risk of being teleported to an alien planet with the Skitch saucers <laughs> in you. space where friction didn't exist. We have been to many planets, and uh, none were as radical as yours. <laughs> Gnarly! God, 80s. All right. Well, or in this case, 90s. In still. the 90s, totally. Well, any, for more information on the bonus round part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com where we have links to uh, band camps and SoundClouds and everywhere where you can download music and support the artists. Tubular! Rockin' Skitchin! <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us on episode 18-6 of Rhythm and Pixels. Um, our Patreon spaghetti. Sp- <laughs> Patreon spaghetti. <laughs> Bar mitzvah? Uh, meatballs. meatballs. Patreon me- spaghetti and meatballs. Bar mitzvah extravaganza uh, extraordinaire. Well, I want to say this is like the start of summer. This is like our the endless Rhythm day. Rhythm and Pixels, um, was it? Patreon solstice. The solstice. Yeah, there you go. Patreon solstice. This is like our... Uh, our endless days of video game music. Oh. En- endless summer. <laughs> endless summer. And how. Oh, that's great. So we had some great music. We have some, Our listeners have excellent taste. Yes, they As do. always, we're constantly reminded. Keep sending us more music. So I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. there were a number of tracks this episode. There's been like this in other episodes, too. So it's not like I'm going to be like, well, those ones meant nothing. <laughs> but this episode <laughs> had a number of really good picks from a number of tracks that I've never heard prior to today. Even tracks that we did not pick were like, these are really good tracks. Yeah. It's like just as much as we like ever occasionally be like, hey, you know, throw this track out there. I mean, it's cool for the Patreon. Like, hey, just send a bunch of episodes, send a bunch of tunes in for us to check out because it's good for us to put them back out there for you guys to listen to and just kind of share in this with each other. Mm-hmm. But also, it just opens our eyes to just gain that and this sea of options that we have that there are still a few that we can still dip our toes into. It opens our eyes to maybe choices that games that we may not not have looked at or maybe have forgotten about or even some games that are um, maybe that we have thought about but like uh, maybe we've played all the the music from that but still like there's there's some classics you know there's still classics or classics for a reason. I love this. I love this so much by the way so Wicked Sephiroth is listening to this track at work, or this this episode at work. Yeah. So um, it makes me feel good because, to me, this is the kind of thing I like to hear about when people don't like. Okay, I'm at work. Work's a pain in the butt right now for like doing this mess. Yeah. But here's this cool podcast with my friends. We're all hanging out, listening to some tame tunes together. Helps get the make helps the day go by. You know, it yeah. feels good. I'm glad that we can help out. In a little way, so better believe it. Yeah, for all of our all of our listeners, thank you so much for, for listening to our show, and and for those of you who are supporting us, that's that's amazing. And um, thank you for just being awesome people. And if you're somehow happen to not be an awesome person and you don't realize, just we'll become m- awesome because we'll make you awesome. You better believe, it, or you have it in you to be awesome. You just don't know. Yeah, it. yeah. It's 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 gotta get through those layers. Mm-hmm. The, like an onion, because onions are gross. But gonna, once you get outside the onion, yeah, once you're you get awesome. the, the deep core of the onion, it's like it's like amazing. 
Well, yeah, Rob likes onions. We're going to break you down. I'm saying get out of the onion because it's holding you back. Get out of the onion. And it stinks. Onions are gross. (laughs) Don't eat them. (laughs) I I don't. I don't. I love them. (laughs) I think most of humanity does. I'm just the outlier there. That's okay. I mean, I I don't like a lot of cheese. I, do, I love me so much. This is crazy. I'm a good That's man. A, you're, you're, you are a good man. Good, a very, very good, a good, a good, good, a good, good man. <laughs> All right, there, bust a groove. All right. Yeah, very, very good. All right. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, best way to do so is by email. So if you have a, um, a track suggestion, a topic suggestion for an episode, or if you are an artist or a remix artist and would like to um, yeah, send us your work and we can promote it on the show, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. If you'd like to see a full track listing of all of our episodes, access to all of our episodes, and you know links to everything else that we're doing, uh, Prunell's reviews at paypoorplayer.com, um, links to our Discord. Um, you can buy T-shirts. We've got T-shirts with our logos on it. And the YouTube station um, where we have uh, 24-7 video game music just 8-bit and 16-bit classics playing on that station, go to the website rhythmandpixels.com That's all of that there. Um, check us out on social media. It's uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's Rhythm and Pixels all one word. That's always cool. And if you'd like to support the show, um, share it with your friends or hit the subscribe button. That's always great. Or you can go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels and uh, there you get access to a live streamed recording of an episode every month usually at the end of every month because that's just how things happen to work out um and like this episode is live streamed so we'd like to thank all of our patreon subscribers uh that nick walker alex the messenger messenger stephen miller the autistic gamer 89 cameron worma christopher senstrom damian beckles bobby arson of the one-up funk Wicked Sephiroth and OK Impala. Be Fe- yours. <laughs> featuring Kung Fu Carlito. Slowly merged into like a Casey Kasem voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of the Heroes 3 podcast. Uh, Henrik Anderson. I can't do a Casey Kasem. <laughs> you were already there! And uh, Henrik Anderson yeah. of the Camouflage Commodore 64 podcast. Or like the Pepperidge Farm guy. You have Henrik Anderson. <laughs> And we got uh, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Now you're like a 1970s radio like uh, news announcer. And I'd like to thank Brian Pitt, Morton Gangso, Chris Murray, Jupiter Jazz, Solus Sanctuary, John Jekyll, Jekyll. And I'd like to thank I'd like to thank Mix Six Master John Jekyll, Joe Vasallo, Chris Steenerson. And David Smith. David Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about David Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. No, this is this is getting a little wacky. Uh, thanks, thank you all so much for supporting the show. Um, so, just a reminder: uh, June twenty first, two thousand nineteen. It's a Friday at seven thirty p.m. You can see us at Too Many Games Panel Room Two. That's at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. I'll be recording the show live. And then in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival on July 20th, that's a Saturday, 4 p.m. at the It's called the Indie Hall on Market Street. Um, we'll be doing the podcast there, too, alongside, I, I'm not sure who. It's, it's a big thing. Yeah, I'm actually really curious to see how this is going to play out. It's going to be cool. So 
whole lot of podcasts. It's going to be a big party. Um, we're in, it's, it's like a co-working like maker space. Uh, I'm not sure. So it's going to be cool. And then, yeah, and then possibly Retro World in Connecticut in September. We're hanging out with Ed Wilson and Mike Levy and probably Cameron Werman again. And it's going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, look out for that. Rhythm and Pixels World Tour 2019. <laughs> when we say world, we mean like one one segment of one just, time zone in one country. I, 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 when we drove through Tennessee, um, we drove through Nashville, and that's uh, that's close to where um, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, Chris! Uh, no, no, you're talking about Mad Cameron, Gear. Cameron, Cameron Childs, yes, and, and, and the Mad Gear. I we drove through Metro City. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, that would have been awesome. If you were able to meet up for a bit. I know, I know. We we, we, we chatted about it. But it just wasn't going to work out. So, but if we're, if we're coming through your town, let's. I want to say hello. And if your town happens to be Philadelphia, that's where we're going to be. If your town happens to be Florida <laughs> in July, I will be there. Thanks to some help <laughs> in Orlando. We'll be there for you. Yeah, buddy. And you. And But maybe not that guy. Gross. His breast smells like onions. Yeah. Stop eating onions. They're gross. They're the best. Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, summertime looms. It's coming faster than you think. In fact, I think it's already here. And um, for better or worse, a lot of what goes in the summertime for folks is Vacations, more to be specific, expensive, pricey vacations. However, we don't all have that money. And it might be going out and doing crazy wild stuff. And you might think that means that you don't really have much to look forward to with the summertime as a result of it. And that is hokum malokum. You don't need a ton of money to have fun during the summer. You don't need to go to an extravagant location to feel like you're actually having some sort of summertime adventure. Go to a local park, grill in your backyard, or in a local park. Um, do eat something you don't usually eat. Well, make fun with what you've got and create experiences with what you have access to around you. Because whether you're doing it in like freaking Florida and Key West, or you're doing it in, I don't know, Niles, Illinois, it's still your life and you should have fun with it as much fun as you can mm-hmm. and make the experiences mm-hmm. worth what they are. Mm-hmm. So enjoy your blooming summer. Play some games. Do some crazy stuff. Keep it affordable because money don't grow on trees. That's it. Pronounce words of wisdom over. Oh, stop. <laughs>